0: Blob Talk Radio A return to excellence A return to tradition
1: It's the 2018 Coach Perry Podcast
0: the dial.
1: Red Welcome back to another. Welcome back to another edition of the 2018 Coach Perry Podcast. I'm your show host, Beaumar Marchant, and our guest every week is Coach Perry, and this is powered by Charles Auto Family located in Garrettsville, Ohio, bringing you pre-owned and new vehicles. As always, we appreciate it if you are looking to get yourself situated in a new car that you make your way out there. Say hi to Mr. Mignon. He'll hook you up and get you situated so you can drive away in a new vehicle. Coach Perry, congratulations. Win number two on the season. You guys have already equaled last year's Total. You guys got two games left. Maybe send these seniors out um, again on a high note, and that's what all the players have uh, suggested. And I'm sure you have. But again, congratulations on the big
2: win against uh, the Howland rival. Yeah, thanks, Bo. Uh, you know, the, I guess the big word there is Howland. I mean, that, that's a big one, uh, uh, certainly for our kids and. Uh, you know one of the things is after the game, a lot of people reaching out to you and and excited that that you get the win over howland so that that 's always a big thing probably the biggest biggest game on our schedule as far as arrivals concerned, and uh you know it, it obviously it was a fun night for us um you know i, I i'm going through
1: this and it, it maybe could have been a part maybe throughout the year, but you mentioned people you know maybe uh you know calling i't do know emailing however they wanted to get a hold of you um about the Howland game. You, you probably see the people down here, the people at the stadium, the people that you kind of know, but, I mean, has anyone ever taken you from afar where you're like, wow, I didn't know you even know you cared about the program and they maybe
2: gave you a shout-out? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, I don't want to say quite often, but at different times throughout this whole process. Uh going back even to some of the, you know, we try to do some things to promote the program, which I'm sure a lot of people know. We made some some videos in the offseason, and then, uh, you know, we tried to, to chronicle our time there in Camp Ravenna, and, you know, so, you know, as those things come on, you know, just, just people being, you know, people that, uh, you know, really care care about NAS football, whether they were in the program or had loved ones involved and so forth. Uh, you know just reaching out hey coach saw what you guys are doing keep up the good work that kind of thing so pretty quiet when you're uh, when you're losing <laughs> but you know in those moments it, it, and it's nice and it, it does make you feel the, you know the honor of, of being part of the program here at Niles I, I don't think that's the same everywhere so uh, you know, uh, geographically, I could tell you, we, we, I know our podcast goes all the way out, uh, out into the, to the plains. And <laughs> I, I know Coach Shaw, who's still living down in Texas, he still follows the program closely. So, yeah, you know, there's quite a bit of that going on from time to time.
1: Now, I wasn't sure if we'd even be able to do this podcast because there was a delay during the game. What was going on with that play after Kyle Lundgren intercepted it, fumbled it? And they kind of moved you back, and then we took a brief hiatus. And I actually drove back to Niles, I, and I drove—I I dropped my daughter off in Boardman. And I drove back, and I still had five minutes to wait. Kind of take us through that play and what was going on.
2: Yeah, so you know, one of the things that'll happen in football, and you, a lot of times these are around the kicking plays. Like, you can't think up some certain scenarios, and uh, you know, the, you know, rules have to be in place in a certain sequence so that they can be enforced and. What had happened was we had intercepted the ball, so now we we, we have possession of the ball. They committed a personal foul. So at that point in time, no matter what happens, their personal foul will be enforced at the end of our run. (laughs) Now, the, the kicker into this whole thing was the end of our run happened to be a turnover. But think of it, you would never give the team the other ball and then enforce the the thing. So I think when you had the original turnover, then another turnover, it really got confusing for everybody, including the officials, and, and myself included. And I was an official last year. So... Uh, the officials explained to us that we were going to get the ball, you know, back where we intercepted it, and that really didn't make any sense to me. The only thing I kept thinking in my head was, well, we're getting the ball, so I probably should keep my mouth shut. And, and then the, the, the more thought goes on there, and I, I actually had some help on this. We'll leave that out to a, to a to an anonymous source. We had a deep throat that helped me with this. Rule says no, you know, that's uh, that's your ball where you guys fumbled it, plus the 15 yards. So, you know, I brought it to the official on our sideline. I think by by the way I phrased it to him, it jogged his. I think you're right. They got together, and it did take a little while. I I think it got a little bit exaggerated with the the time by all of us, but it took them about four or five minutes to get together on that, and I've been able to confirm, and I think some other people confirmed, they actually did get it right. So, yeah. uh, the moral of the story is, if you know the other team committed a personal foul, it doesn't matter what happens after that; you're going to get to keep the ball. So that's just one I'll put in our, our archives, and uh, if it ever happens again, I'll be able to make the <laughs> argument. Yeah, it was fun to watch. It was like as a fan standing on the sidelines.
1: You you know you you see us almost at the fifty. You know, we moved up and we kept getting closer. And obviously, if you're rooting for the Niles McKinley Red Dragons, you're like, well, this is great. Might as well put them on the goal line if we can keep moving that flag. Once again, you're listening to the 2018 Coach Perry podcast powered by Charles Otto Family. Primanti Brothers also dips in and helps with the Primanti's Hardest Working Sandwich. They give it to the Hardest Working Red Dragon. And as always you can find these shows on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. They're free and available and then we post them on social media so you can listen to them at your leisure. So last week I mean you said you had a good week of practice. Pretty happy with these the way these kids performed. I mean I know they've ever perfect. I just have to talk a little bit about uh, the Tigers before we move on to Jefferson.
2: Yeah, so I, I think the biggest thing is, and again, you don't have to have a degree in football to understand this, but if you look at how we performed on third and fourth down in this game compared to some of the others, there's been times where I thought we've played some, some patches of great defense. The East game pops into my head, which is, you know, great on first down, great on second down, third and 11, they gained 12. You know, uh, third and eighteen, they gained nineteen. We were able to get off uh, get off the field, particularly in the red zone. I think we held them. Maybe they were inside our ten twice and uh, held them to zero points. So, uh, you know, I think I think that that was probably the biggest difference in the game. And then, of course, on the other side of the ball, being able to, we had a fourth and one early in the game where we ran the quarterback draw and. uh Uh, Got a touchdown there and you know other times crucial times where I thought oh we might have to punt here or whatever we were able to uh, To convert and then the other big thing is we held field position battle for most of the night Uh, Chase uh, said had that that kickoff that I don't know how he did it If (laughs) if we could patent that where you spin the ball backwards at the one yard line it sticks Uh, But you know that set that tone for that whole first quarter We kept them down there at their head even though we had turned it over once uh, you know, we kept him pinned in, and then that got the ball rolling the right way. Uh, yeah, if he could master that, uh, Urban Meyer and uh,
1: Nick Saban would be howling uh, for him to uh, sign a sign a letter of intent if uh, he can master that play. It was pretty special. And uh, Jefferson this week. Um, thoughts going here, and what's this? I mean, it's only Monday, but what's the vibe early on?
2: Yeah, they present a unique challenge. They're a triple-option team, so if anyone's out there has watched Georgia Tech or Navy or Army and and what they do, that that's what Jefferson's trying to do. Uh, they've been struggling, and I, and I think a lot of that is the option is can be a complicated offense to learn. I imagine that they'll reap the rewards of this in the next few years when they get better at, you know, their quarterback reading it and you know. Doing all the things that you have to do to be great at arch and football, which is why a lot of people don't commit to it, uh, because because it, it is a is an offense that really uh, that you really have to rep well. But you know I I can see what they're trying to do with their program, and I can appreciate it. And uh, you know they're going to give us fits because we have to be, you have to really be assignment uh, sound when you're uh, going up against the option. My exact words well, I was going to say that triple off option causes
1: teams fits, and we, we see what Army, Navy, and, and Georgia Tech does when they play some teams, and some teams have a hard time um, adapting to that. Um, how do you feel about these young men uh, moving forward on Friday, just being able to you know, capitalize
2: on it? Yeah, well, you know, I think we went in before this last week and said, hey, we want to turn this into a three-game season. And, uh, you know, our, our kind of mantra this week is, all right, we want to know. we got to go get the second second game. And, uh, you know, I, I did tell the kids today, I said, I, I can remember, you know, a couple previous spots. You get to this time of year, maybe the record's not great. You get in the car, you look outside, and it's sprinkling rain, and you say, oh, boy, I don't really want to be down there today. And I, I, I honestly can tell you there hasn't been a single day here coming in and work with these kids that I felt that way. And I told them today, you know, hats off to you guys because, uh, you know, that's not coaching. That's that's them being great kids. So, uh, you know, uh, Jefferson's coming in, and, you know, they've been struggling, whatever, and, you know, perhaps for the first time all year, maybe people are looking at us as a favorite. As a favorite, but I don't expect anything different from our kids. They've been eating cue all year, so I expect another great week of practice.
1: Excellent. And I'm
2: glad you touched base
1: on that, because I know we talked um, after the first one of the year, and you said the week, the next week you thought maybe, I don't know if practice was, but I know when we did the following show, maybe even game prep or something, you said the kids were maybe a little, nah, just not on cue. Uh, are you going to make sure this doesn't happen again? At yeah, that,
2: point? And obviously you want to, you know, as a coach, you get paranoid about things anyway. <laughs> but uh, actually, I believe, I could be wrong, but I think that was uh, Kyle Lundgren that said, yeah, it may sound crazy, but we were a little fool of ourselves after that. Okay. And then we went in against Hubbard. And, and uh, I really hadn't expected that because, uh, you know, as a coach, all you see a lot of time are the faults. But, yeah, you know, and uh, like I told the kids, I said, we cannot – you either get better or you get worse each week. doesn't matter who your opponent is. It's always a fight amongst yourself to get better. And, uh, you know, we want to, you know, get these seniors out the right way. That's sort of the goal of, of the program at this point. These kids have been in the program, most all of them, for four years. And, uh, you know, we want them to, to be able to, you know, for the rest of their lives, look back and say, hey, at the end of that, you know, we pulled that, we turned that season around and had it head in the right direction. And definitely,
1: I mean, if you guys can close out and and win the rest of these games, you guys will finish four and six. Um, 2016, the team was five and five, but previous to that, you're talking about a one and nine record in 14, three and seven and 15, five and five, 16 and two and eight last year. So I mean, this is progress. I mean, uh, you know, second highest win total. If you guys can pull it off, in quite a while, um, we've talked a lot, coach. Um, can you believe we're this far into the season?
2: I think, uh, you hear it said I know they say on the news every year the fastest ten weeks of the year, and uh no it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's possible that it could be week nine uh uh, but if you want to find some people that will disagree with you, go talk to coaches' wives. <laughs> I, th- I think they're, they they probably feel like this has been 40 weeks uh, so far. You know, it, it's obviously it's a strain on families and that with the with the time and dedication it takes to be down here. So I'll never forget when uh, my wife was uh, our daughter was born in October, and uh, it was it was week ten, and uh, I, I kind of was keeping it from her because I didn't know how I was going to go. But we qualified for the playoffs for the first time in school history at Matthews. And I had to break the news that we were going to go another week. So I wasn't sure if she was rooting for us against us in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, with the newborn at home, that, that was a tough one. So no new babies in our house, but we do have uh, uh, we do have a coach on staff at the new one. So I'm sure his wife is uh, ready to uh, ready to wrap up the season. So he might be hoping the
1: season advances a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> And uh, the, uh, the Premier, hardest working sandwich in America kind enough to uh, give us some love and as we can present the uh, hardest working red dragon and uh, I, I, I'm sure you're going to agree and I called him out because I knew he would deliver and that's why I didn't offer him this earlier in the season but a quarterback Zach Leonard um, fantastic game and I thought no, what a more deserving way to, to give him this uh, gift card. Especially with that win and the way he played, and obviously, we all got to see him afterwards on TV. Uh, just he holds himself in such high character, and I think that just kind of oozes that leadership. But uh, what was it like seeing him? I'm sure you probably saw it, you know, him talking to the television
2: afterwards, and uh, your thoughts on that. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a little funny story <laughs> on that in a second, but uh, really proud of him. And, uh, you know, I, I, in some ways, I look at his performance Thursday night as a bit of a coming out party for him. Uh, you know, I, we see him every day, and he impresses us as coaches, and, and Bo, you've been down here and, and, and been in enough game to see it, but, you know, one of the nice things about that game, you know, we ended up being on TV live, which is which is a pretty rare occurrence, and, uh, you know, we had the radio there, Air Force Game of the Week, and uh, Zach, you know, he's a competitor, and I, probably all that stuff going on probably juiced his game <laughs> up even a little bit more, but, uh at the end of the game, he uh, they put the headphones on. He'd never been through that experience. He said, Coach, he said, I put the headphones on. I couldn't hear anything until the last second. The, the announcers came on, and then I started talking. I could hear myself. And if you go back to the beginning of that video, you see the surprise on his face. And and I'm sure you've been through that, but When they do that, that's a really hard thing to get past when you're trying to speak and you're trying to think about what you're going to say. So, you know, he had had about a three-second moment there where it looked like maybe he was in trouble. But then... You know, a kid of his character and intelligence and that. Yeah. I thought he did a tremendous job and gave all the credit to his teammates and, and so forth. So that's probably the, the first of many players of the game for him. And uh, uh, I thought he handled himself great.
1: Yeah, like you said, I said, I mean, I knew another big game would come. And I thought it was, uh, you know, he could have picked a better performance against uh, a team that we'd probably want to beat uh, out of all the, the teams that we face all year and that rival and, and the Highland Tigers. And again, shout out to all their kids, too. Uh, like I said, these kids, everybody puts their. Uh, puts the work in for you coach um we got two more games left let's kind of get these kids fired up there's two more gift cards to give out so we got to get these kids juiced up to fight for these last two Uh, who do you think's in the running who do you think are some of the kids that you could think might take a shot at this thing well because we're real real quick mike gallo Said that the final gift card is worth thousand dollars. No, it's joking. <laughs> I'm joking. It's a joke. Joke.
2: <laughs> no, that, that would be one. Of I would. Coaches. I would try We would all be. Yeah, we, would all be right. we would all be trying to play. <laughs> exactly. You know. I think one of the things that's kind of we've seen the trend here, Bo. Now, obviously, Zach might be the exceptionist, but. For the most part, some of these have kind of come out of the woodwork a little bit. They kind of surprised us in in, in a very, very obviously pleasant way. So I guess what I'm hoping is, you know, maybe some guy I can't even think of right now. Maybe someone's going to come out of the woodwork and, uh, you know, pop into there and uh, steal those sandwiches away from some of the heavy favorites. I don't think we've had a repeat yet. I could be wrong on that. No, we I think out of we've had receipts. so, and maybe that's the next thing. Maybe somebody gets their second sandwich, I, you know. But this it, is really, uh, and I do have to thank uh, Mr. Gallo for this. It's kind of, again, just something I don't think every every place kids get to have an opportunity to do this. So the fact that, that we're able to get these gift cards out to our kids really cool.
1: It is. It's fun. It's, it's fun having the kids, you know, come in and, and learn a little bit about what they bring to the program and you share what's going on with the program. And, again, a big shout-out to Mike Gallo. And Permanis to kind of offer these kids a little bit more incentive to do their best and, uh, and try to earn that gift card so they can go out and get a nice uh, lunch. And it was going to be 10 bucks and he even jumped it up to 15 because he said, you know what, you can bring a friend. So he didn't want to, you know, leave anybody out. Um, before we wrap things up, Coach, and uh, we talked about these Primanti gift cards and this program, um, when you reflect back, is there anything so far that you missed? Like is there a point in the season, like next year I'm definitely doing this, I should have done this day one?
2: I don't think we have a program long enough to, to, to address all those things, Bo. Uh, a, a ton. I mean, you know, uh, I wouldn't be doing my job if I wasn't constantly thinking internally of what I can do better, what our coaches can do better. You know, uh, it's never an exact science, but uh, you always want to be turning over leaf to, to find out that little edge that that can push you going forward. You know, one one thing that's that's different, and you know. You kind of forget about it. it's been a while since i've taken over taken over a program, but you don't think that transition is really uh, uh, a hindrance you know you you think oh we'll be okay, mm-hmm. but looking back on it now as I see, you start to be a little bit retrospective and some of the things we really had uh, just a just a just a change from uh, the way they went no huddle, the, the way we called our plays—you know—everything was just different. It's not to say our way is better, just different. And that learning curve is a little bit steeper than I than I think uh, think that that we thought going in. And uh, you know, hopefully next year, you know, going into summer where we have that familiarity with everybody, with you know, we'll obviously tweak tweak our system on offense and defense, but. I, I really do think that, that we'll be off to maybe a little bit faster start next year uh, when we can hit the ground running. So, uh, you know, that that's just something I put in my memory. Like, you know, maybe we tried to bite off a little bit more too, or maybe there were some some things we could have done to ease into that. But uh, uh, that's just a small part of. It. There's a lot of things that that we're going to change up or just try to enhance on and. Uh, And then I guess one of the other big things is sometimes I think you find yourself practicing things that really aren't important. And I think we have to trim the fat down there and really dial in. We know who we are now and what we think we can be and and really try to focus on, you know, being repetitive in the things that that we're actually going to do on a Friday night.
1: Fantastic response, Coach Perry. Appreciate it. And uh, for all the gift card winners, you remember this. Teammate Joe Gallo carries those things around. So find uh, Aaron, or Aaron Klein, um, Kyle, uh, David Mays, uh, Trent, Zach. Look for Joe Gallo, and he'll give you that gift card. As always, we appreciate you listening to the 2018 Coach Perry Podcast powered by Charles Otto Family located in Garrettville, Ohio. If you miss any of these shows in their entirety, you know they're free and available at iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, and we'll be blasting those on social media again this week. At home,
2: we're at home versus Jefferson. Coach, best of luck to you and the team. All right. Hey, and, uh, you know, if you know, I know a lot of it's dependent on weather nowadays, but uh, two big things are going to happen on Friday night. Uh, Actually, let's go with three. Number one is homecoming, so we'd like to see all our Dragon alumni uh, coming back for the homecoming game. Uh, Number two, it's our seniors' last time to be out here at Bo Ryan Stadium. I'm running out of the tunnel for the last time, and I think every former Dragon knows what that feeling's like. And then uh, number three, got Scrip Niles. So uh, I know that's a big one for everyone in the community, and uh, it should be a great night, and hopefully uh, we play well.
1: Ah, uh, that's it exactly, and that'll make the night that much sweeter. As always, the Coach Perry Podcast. Thanks, Coach. to the twenty eighteen Red Dragons player spotlight featuring Aaron Klein, number fifty. Aaron, welcome to the program. Um Coach Perry has been talking highly of you the last couple of weeks. He's been one of those guys that said as the season progressed, your game has progressed. And I think yeah, the last couple of weeks, I don't know how it worked this week, but I think he said you graded out as one of the best players on the team. So what clipped for you from the I guess from summertime till as you know mid season form and, and now you're
0: peaking? Well um you no, know, off season, you know, all the hard work and everything. All adds up to it, but you know, it's you know the aggressiveness. You gotta like just you know the coaches always say flip the switch and just play the game. Nice,
1: and then you so you flipped the switch, huh? Yeah. Nice. I mean, been playing pop Warner Pee
0: Wee. I mean, growing no, up? I didn't start playing until seventh grade.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Any other sports growing up? No. No. Mm. So seventh grade, what rolls around? I mean, what kind of gives you the itch to put you know put the helmet and pads on?
0: I um I've been begging my parents to play tiger football. <laughs> since I was little, but, you know, they wouldn't let me. They let me play flag football, that's all, so they said you have to wait till middle school and then you're able to play, so that's what I did. How do they
1: feel about you going out there now?
0: Oh, my mom's always nervous, but my dad, you know, he's always excited about it, so, but, you know, they both they both support me, so. Nice,
1: nice. And that's kind of going through the positional uh, thing. Sometimes you guys change positions along the way. I mean, uh, where you started to where you in out, the same positions, or have you kind of flip-flopped different spaces?
0: Um, I'm, I'm basically in the same spot I was. You know, I started on the offensive line, but now I'm more focusing on the defense line, but I still play there a little bit too.
1: Nice. And what's it like being able to come off that edge and kind of chase these guys?
0: Oh, well, it's fun sometimes when you go against the bigger guys I aren't as fast, you know, you use the speed against against them. You know, the you know they're so big, so you gotta use that. Nice, nice. And this
1: past week, I was excited. I mean, I'm each week, i you know, obviously, I'm cheering for you guys, but you know, hearing that there's some rumblings before the game about you gentlemen, um, i I just wanted this one and and I guess in a in a hateful way, Aaron. I just wanted this one for all the wrong reasons but you guys were able to pull it out. How wonderful was it to go on the road and kind of take down, you know, your rival 28-6 to in Holland?
0: Oh, it was nice. It's been a while since we beat Holland. And um, it's something I've always, you know, dreamed about as a kid, always going to the Holland games as a little, as a little one. And, um, you know, going to their place and doing it made it even more special too. So it was just nice. Nice. And you guys, a couple more games. You guys can finish four and six
1: if you close this thing out. What's the vibe of the team right now?
0: Uh, Just get out there, give effort, be aggressive, and get these two wins in and Let the seniors go on on a positive note.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, that's kind of been the, the echoed from all the guys kind of send these seniors out in the right way. And now uh, you guys are taking that first step again with season number two or win number two of the season last week, 28-6 to six over Highland. You guys come back um, this week. in Niles against Jefferson. Coach Perry, you're probably happy I finally got one of those things, right? I'm on opposite ends of the spectrum each time. I'm sending people to Struthers, sending them to Poland. I'm sending them all over the place. Um, for you, I've, we've talked about this plenty on all the podcasts we've done so far. Um, You know, what's the difference in this team maybe compared, you know, the others and, you know, the coaching staff and just the team itself? I mean, what are you seeing that might be different from a couple years past?
0: Uh, I just see better, you know, there's better connection between the players and everything on the field and off the field, you know. We just act as a family, which just makes us play better on the field also. So it's nice nice and there's been
1: some things I mean I've been bringing the alumni in before games you guys did the boot uh, boot camp over the summer I mean reflecting back what are some of the highlights of the season so far for you I think um, they just kind of you know gravitated to
0: well there's um there's always you know before the game in the tunnel that's one thing I always you know the tunnel prayer that's one thing I always remember uh back at boot camp something happened there you know I can't talk about it but that was one of the highlights there and um you know always you know the team. Before practice, Dragon Jacks always love doing those too. So that's just a highlight that I like. But with all the little things, but you know, they all add up. Nice.
1: Once again, Aaron Klein, number fifty, kind of enough to join us here on the Red Dragon Player Spotlight as we feature Red Dragon players throughout the season. Um, Aaron, for you coming off that edge, I always kind of like to say, uh, you know, defensive ends are kind of like sack artists compared to dunk artists. You know, you got your windmill, your reverse windmill, your tomahawk. I mean, uh you want to get to the quarterback what's your favorite way and do you practice any moves
0: oh yeah they they practice on the swim move a lot of times which is not one I really like I'm not really tall enough to get over the over them sometimes so most of the time I just like ripping through them and then when I get there you Dip know and rip yeah it's, it's the best thing to use in my opinion but you know when I get there I just hit the quarterback so I try to get the ball out of there
1: do you ever play around a practice or maybe in the free time which I made spin moves or any other uh, sneaky ways to get to these guys
0: not, not really, because I feel like it's not a, you know, effective way of doing it. But you know, if, if, I, if I feel like it, it's useful at the time. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. So I might get you in trouble, huh? This this Saturday, is you. you're gonna
1: do the spin move, and then he's gonna go. What is he
0: doing? Uh, unless I get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you get there,
1: he'll praise me. If not, he'll pull me aside yeah. next week and be like, Listen, don't tell these kids to do any trick moves, trick plays. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Um, before we wrap things up, um, you know, we always like to go three and out, hit you with some off the wall stuff. Uh. Are you take a shot with some of those. Yeah. All right. Now, we're, we're, now last week we, we were informed that there is an p- impersonator of Coach Perry. Would they do the impersonation of Coach Perry
0: in front of him? I'm sure if you found out who it was, you probably would. But I, me personally, I do not know who it is. But I'm sure there's somebody out there. I'm, I'm sure there is. Is
1: there a great impersonator of one of the coaches on the staff? But player-wise.
0: Or you the know what? Player- Why don't
1: we flip the switch? Is there a, is there a coach that does a good impersonation of a player?
0: Oh, I mean, there's, yeah, they they do it all the time. They do things all the time, you know. It comes up. I'm sure everybody's probably been impersonated one time during practice for what they've done. But, yeah, I'm sure there's some out there too.
1: Nice, nice. Um, for you, um, <coughs> female celebrities. If Aaron Klein could take out any food. female celebrity for a quick bite to eat, who are you gonna to take to dinner?
0: Uh, Ariana Grande. Nice, nice.
1: Yeah. Nice to get a different name. I, I, again, I, I do this so much, I get the same names all the time, so it's nice to get somebody uh, a little different. Um, and the final question before you go, um, you know, I've been asking this one as well. Um, you're going to win the game Friday night for the Niles McKinley Red Dragons. Um, how are you going to go about doing it? And to play the hypothetical, the super play of the day, you know, the, the play that you dream of about I mean, when you go to sleep, uh, what are you going to do to win the game?
0: Uh, they, they go for a screen, I pick it
1: off, and I take it, take it to the house. Um, now, barring a penalty flag, if you could do a dance, would you would you have a celebration if you could?
0: Uh, I I probably I probably would. I'd probably I'd probably spike the ball and you know whatever comes to mind at the time. I I'm not too good at dancing though, so I don't know if I would do that.
1: <laughs> Excellent stuff, Aaron. Me really, like Coach Perry said, man, you've been one of the young men that's really stepped up and helped this program to, to kind of achieve more. And I'm sure everybody's proud of you and appreciate you stopping by and uh, joining us on the Red Dragons Player Spotlight. Thank you. Great job, my man.